G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, April 25. I'm John Barker and joining me today, Daniel Nuttall and Joel Marshall. Uh, well, we'll start with you, Daniel, and uh, we head to Rose Hill, unusually. Uh, we've got, well, things are fairly unusual all around at the moment. Uh, we've got an Anzac Day with no parades and we've got a Hawkesbury Guineas Day that's at Rose Hill. It's a meeting that has uh, thrown up a few. Um, it's thrown up quite a few. Uh, well, it's thrown up Chautauqua for a start. That's thrown up a couple of other Group One winners over the journey. Uh, Daniel, can you see anything this Saturday that can really go on with it? Look, there's a lot of very good horses uh, running around in um, a lot of the feature races at, at Rose Hill this week. Whether we see something like the likes of Chautauqua come out. Um, in the future, I'm not too sure, but look, we'll have to get used to this in Sydney. We've got the Scone and the Gosford standalone meeting as well. We run in Metro Tracks, Randwick and Rose Hill in the next few weeks. But um, look, the race, the good racing continues. Um, and yeah, the the, um, yeah, the four listed races or the four group, the four stakes races at, uh, at Rose Hill this weekend appear to be crackers. They do indeed. And down in Melbourne, Joel, we've got the very traditional St. Ledger meeting for Anzac Day. And if it doesn't throw up quite so many Group 1 winners, you do occasionally get a St. Ledger winner who goes on and wins the SA Derby, uh, but not since 2007. We've got Shane Templeton in this week's winning post writing about uh, the year Big Pat did it, which was 2001. But these St. Ledger winners, Joel, as I've written in Winning Post and Best Bets this week, uh, you need to be tough to be winning over 2,800 metres as a three-year-old, and a lot of them are still going around. We've got Runaway getting set for the bull. We've got uh, Cool Chap still going around in Queensland. And uh, back in the day, of course, you had Sir Pentire, who uh, went on from winning a VRC St. Ledger to famously winning that grand annual uh, first up. So it's uh, not quite the quality, I guess, of the Hawkesbury program, but still something to look forward to. Indeed. Um, and interesting, this year we've got a couple of horses coming back from the ATC derby, so coming down from Sydney to tackle the race. Um, it's not a bad Flemington program, actually, on Saturday. I know we are reduced by one race, but it's still a, a good meeting, some good-sized fields, and we've got a couple of very warm favourites. Obviously, the quality handicap conditions of race four sees us, uh, gives us the presence of Vow and Declare, the Melbourne Cup winner getting in with 61 on a 56 limit and and obviously the uh, SA derby bound and quite exciting three-year-old Russian Camelot's going to go around a very warm favourite in the fifth event. So it's a, it's a pretty good meeting. There's some, uh, plenty of value to be had, a couple of those big-sized fields, I think. Yeah. And much as I'm a, uh, I'm a big fan of weights and uh, ratings, I think we learned last week this, no such thing as a weight certainty with uh, all those three early ones. Well, certainly there were two early ones that everyone was onto, and I thought Twitchy Frank was a certainty as well, and they all got rolled. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we'll start, though, at Hawkesbury, and uh, we'll start with the first of the black type races there. It's always a good one. Uh, there's a few established very good mares in this one, notably uh, the number one saddlecloth uh, and top weight in her time. I speak of race four at Rose Hill on Saturday. It's the Killahe Equine Hawkesbury Crown, 1,300 metres, fillies and mares, set weights and penalties, group three, Joel. 
I'm sticking with number six, Bangkok. She's been pretty good uh, for me the last couple of starts, at least getting some decent each-way money out of her. I'm just hoping it's her time to win on Saturday. She's just going very well this prep. Second best last 200 of the day when third in the birthday card. Best last 200 of the day in the Sapphire Stakes last start. So she's flying just that little bit of extra distance, extra 100 metres. She's got an inside gate. Not sure she can use that to be, you know, sort of first first four or five, but she's going to get a sweet trip. And if she gets the breaks, I think she's the one to hold out. I am worried uh, particularly about a couple of them. Number five, Nantali, I think is going really well for this first up assignment. She wasn't disgraced in an all-age stakes this time last year. First up in the spring, which only included two runs, she was not far off Sunlight and Santa Ana Lane and the Gil Guy. A jump out in a recent trial have both been really nice. So I think she's primed for a good fresh run. Certainly number one in her time's the class runner. I believe it's going to be her last start, or certainly close to her last start, before she uh, perhaps gets sold and goes to stud. Uh, wet tracks didn't help at her first two runs against the Elite at Group 1 level, and then she got checked at the start last week, was still able to run the third, la- third best last 600 of the day. So I think she's going well enough, and this is probably her right level at this stage for her career. And two, Irathea, last year's winner, so a bit of a different prep. She's got to bounce back from a flop down here in Melbourne, but uh, she is good enough to bounce back off a nice recent trial. Keen on Bangkok, though. Six from five, one and two. Well, there's no last start winners in the field, but I think there's a few of these that um, are going going better than maybe the form would have you believe. I'm, I'm going to stick with one who's first up, though, Multaja, uh, Godolphin Mare, who has been trialling really well at Hawkesbury. Um, really hasn't been taken out of first gear on her way to a win and um, a second in a pair of trials. The wide gate, she goes back, she'll go back anyway. That's her racing style and she needs a little bit to go her way. Um, but her first up record is quite good, winning two or four. And um, yeah, I hope she, the speed on, I hope she's um, flying home late. So Multaja on top. The three and next Moss trip, I thought was pretty good in a tougher race. The group two Sapphire first up, um, got a long way back. It was a race that you had to be on speed. Uh, she went... <clears throat> Auto run was um was quite good there, fitter for it, and um I think at a pretty big price or double figure odds anyway. The six in next Bangkok, um as Joel touched on, she's she's going really well, and a win is in a in a near future you'd think. And the seven dyslexic, um do you want to get a sort of a nice run up on the speed there. Four three six seven. Big field for race five at Rose Hill on Saturday. It is the Hawkesbury Forex Gold Rush, eleven hundred meter quality Joel at listed level. Uh, eight, God of Thunder, for me. Uh, it was a good winner first up, forgiving the flop down the straight. Had a month off, returned on the soft ground in the Star Kingdom at Rose Hill. Tough race to make ground in, but I thought he did a pretty good job. He will give away a bit of a start, but uh, there's looks good pace here, and if, they're, if they can make ground, he can sort of get the right tra- track into the race. I think he'll be hard to hold out. From number two, uh, Graf, who's a class runner. He's just been held back a little bit. He's been entered a few times. I think he was entered for the Galaxy even last week as well, but he's just been held back. He was probably a length or so off the absolute elite in the spring, but uh, obviously this isn't the elite, so he's well-placed. Uh, 10, Villamai was good winning first up. Uh, Cosmic Force, the runner-up, has been disappointing since, but there has been winning form out of that fireball quality. And then just uh, Tim Clark suggested didn't quite handle the perhaps slightly wetter track there in the Star Kingdom, so she can bounce back on firmer ground. And five all two Royal, not sure where he's going yet. He's on top for me at Flemington, and he's certainly in the mix here if he presents at Rose Hill. Eight on top from two, ten, and five. 
I'm with another good off for me again, soothing. Um, <clears throat> I think the speed will be on for her to so to get back and unleash with a big run down the outside. She was very good in the galaxy, although she was at 10 or 14. She had the quickest splits of the race, um, the 400 to the 200 metres. Um, okay run last start, the Sapphire, but uh, with the pace on, I think, um, at 1,100 metres. So pet distance, she can, uh, she'll be one to watch late. So three on top, soothing, 10, Villamai, um, a good field first up and then, a uh, little below par last start on the, on the wetter track. The two in next for third is Graf, a uh, good first up record. And the nine spending to win, I think, one over the odds, put it into exotics. Three ten two nine. Race six at Rose Hill on Saturday is the one on the card that did pr- produce Chautauqua all those years ago. It is the Blacktown Workers Club Group Hawkesbury Guineas, 1,400 metres, Group three for three-year-olds, set weights and penalties. I guess uh, the obvious one that looks like the big up-and-comer here is IndyCar. Joel, number two, undefeated this prep from two starts, but uh, you have found one to beat IndyCar. Yeah, well, it's intriguing because IndyCar is uh, currently, I believe, under offer for from Hong Kong. So uh, I think, uh, you know, they're doing the relevant tests and, sorting out the deal as we speak. So he may not be here. Um, if he is, he's certainly a winning chance. I've got him in for second as it stands, but I'm happy to go with the filly on the backup here, number 13, St. Covet Spirit. I've been including her in my numbers both starts this time in, and she's run two good races. She improved into the placings last week in the James Carr. was behind Rubisaki and Subpoenaed. I just think that form line will hold up pretty well. Uh, she's often been thrown into the deep end, all her black-type runs to date had been on wet tracks before last week, and, and she did run a, a nice third, as I said. So happy to back her at an each-way price from two IndyCar. Uh, 3.11.11, I thought was very good first up in the arrow field. He had the fastest splits, 600 to the 200, then just probably peaked on his run. Not uh, wrapped in the barrier draw outside gate. He's, uh, he's a horse that can go forward. They took him back first up. They might press forward, being fitter and bit more of a target race but if he gets any luck he can win there is a bit of speed in this race a bit of that speed is number four bandersnatch he had a good prep during the summer three wins in a second from four starts i wouldn't be surprised if he went to the next level but i'm with 13 from two three and four well with one probably a little bit untapped compared to a few of these uh the central cult battleground for the snowden camp uh, second up run it was a provincials on a heavy track but um he dominated them that day uh, one with Sat on the speed and uh, one with plenty in the tank. This runner-up, Blue Ann, has come out and thrashed an hour maiden field um, at his next start. I think he's still got improvement to come. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's had four starts and he gets to miss the top Quinella in either of them. So I just thought out a price, um, one with uh, plenty of these sort of improvements to come. But I thought third up, um, you're ready to fire here at a, at a price. Battleground the 10, so how about having each way back bet on him. The 14 in next ice bath, arguably... You make the case should have beaten IndyCar last start. Which held up at a sort of a key spot there in the um, South Pacific listed race. So I think he can, um, Lauren, he can, he can certainly figure the two IndyCar and the twelve and twelve Mirror Vision um, was a bit of an excuse last start. Just sort of um, was looked to be travelling and sort of hit a hit a wall there. But um, I think a little bit unlucky. Should have finished a bit closer. But willing, I think she's a talented filly, and I'm going to give her a. A chance to atone in this 10, 14, 2 and 12. Race 7 at Hawkesbury on, uh, sorry, at Rose Hill. Uh, the Hawkesbury meeting on Saturday. Last of the black type events is the Chalker Accountants Hawkesbury Gold Cup. 
Joel, over 1,500 metres at Group 3 level. And with number six, Girl Tuesday here, I think dry ground sees her improve back to her best. Be forgiving for her first up miss in the Emancipation on the soft seven. She's got a good turn of foot on dry ground. She meets Geary a lot better at the weights for their clash on Cox Plate Day at the Valley, where she was very good with the 59 running on from the back, beaten just over a length. Geary's favourite. You can get $12 Girl Tuesday, I think, from a good draw. She'll be very hard to beat. I thought number 14, Manolo Blahnik, uh, could run well here. He's coming along nicely. It was a strong form race at Mornington. Three or four subsequent winners out of that race. He then went to Caulfield and had good late splits again. Down on the minimum here, I think he can run well. Eight, Geary certainly respecting her. She was good first up in the Emancipation. Disappointing in the Queen of the Turf, or the Coolmore Legacy Stakes. That was on the heavy eight, second up. Can be a bit forgiving for that. And 16, live and free. I think he was the first horse backed when markets went up on Monday. He tends to need to run fresh, but importantly, he has the blinkers on for the first time, first up. He had them on in the festival stakes, second up last prep, and he just missed against Ranier. The blinkers really worked. And as I said, this is the first time he'll have them on for a fresh run. So I'm expecting him to run well off a good trial. I'm with six from 14, eight and 16. I feel this really tough race. Um, not many, not much separating my first four or five selections of the race. I'm with Manalo Blahnik. I think his Melbourne form is, his preparation has been quite good. He's been had to contend with bad barriers at his past couple. Probably got a little bit further back than he would have liked. Um, but he's been running on well, especially that Mornington race. Joel touched on with the, the format of that race. has really stood up the three mistakes. And then at last start, probably an on-paces rate in, the, in a group three. But found the line well into fourth behind Vams on fire. Uh, drops three and a half kilos to this and has one this way going before. So Manalo Blahnik on top. Gulwa in next, uh, a favourite of mine. He's so consistent. This horse placed 22 or 32, winning seven of those. He's um, running well without re- reward of later because he won three back on a wet track, but he's a horse that handles all going. Four, unforgotten, um, classy mare, uh, who does boast a very good second up record, and the six girl Tuesday for four. 14, one, four, and six. All right, well, Girl Tuesday, race seven, number six, was Joel's value bet on the card and his best we heard about earlier, race four, number six, Bangkok. Daniel, uh, have we heard about your specials yet? And if not, what are they? Yeah, the value comes up in race six. I think Battleground's definitely worth an each-way bet at double-figure odds. Uh, The best, um, we'll wait till the last race. Pretty keen on True Detective back onto uh, a dry track and and, and back in grey. He's been running in some good three-year-old races, some stakes races of late and, and going okay. But I think back onto a good track is the key for him. Um, his favoured surface and, um, yeah, just back in class here against, against the older horses. But I think he's a classy three-year-old and um, I think he'll be very hard to beat in the last. So race eight, number six, my best, True Detective. As mentioned, they are, as is traditional, racing at Flemington on Anzac Day for St. Ledger Day. But there's also... A two-year-old stakes race to kick off the card. It is race one, the Anzac Day Stakes listed at handicap over 1,400 metres. Joel, it's a bit of a groundswell for Grand Slam. Are you with that? I'm a fan of his. Um, I tossed up here between numbers one and seven, but I've gone the seven indictment, uh, the half-brother to uh, Ken Key's uh, smart galloper soul patch and he was looking uh, like going to run last at the 600 on debut at Caulfield he just couldn't uh, couldn't keep up but to the outside on the turn and and got home really nicely late that was behind Diala step up to 1400 looks suitable on that so I'm happy to go his way from one grand slam the full brother to Jamaica 
had trialled well before the debut at Ballarat. It was quite a good form race. And then he went to Morfittville and won well. Three, Diala. I have to respect her then if I'm liking indictment. And 11, Wild Sylvana. Uh, should have finished closer at Mornington on debut. Got um, checked, uh, cut off against the inside there and, and ran pretty well. Goes from 1,000 to 1,400. That would be the one little query. But I'm with seven from one, three and 11. Well, Grand Slam was hard to go past on the strength of that Morphville win. Um, sort of, um, way sort of went past him. He sort of <coughs> beat up look, superior opposition he comes across today, but it was a good ring up regardless. And he won with a bit in the tank there, I thought. So, Grand Slam on top for me. Diala, three, like probably had the, the pattern favour her at Caulfield. Um, so, look at performance out in front. Um, I think she's promising. In for fourth, I have the uh, five, which is um, flying award. Two seconds from both starts. Gone close there, but um, yeah, obviously doing plenty right. And in for fourth, I have the two. It's hot. One to beat three, five, and two in the first. I'm with one, two, Grand Slam to beat two. It's hot. Five, flying award, and seven, indictment. One, two, Five and seven. The feature race on the day is race six. It is the VRC St. Ledger. Set weights for three-year-old. One of the few St. Ledgers in the world that is still at set weights, restricted to three-year-olds and run over this sort of trip, which is 2,800 metres. Joel, you mentioned a couple coming back from the ATC Australian Derby. One of those is Sacramento, number four, ran fifth in the derby and is for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Gay has trained or co-trained the winner of this race in four times and only in about the last seven years she's rapidly catching up on her father, Tommy Smith, who trained six and even the record holder, Bart Cummings, who trained seven. And, of course, the winners have included Farlap, Tullock, 12 Melbourne Cup winners, a stack of uh, Cox Plate winners. Not sure there's any of those there, though, uh, on Saturday, John. No, I doubt, very much doubt that. Um, look, I'm going for a bit of value here. Number 12, Linda Larney, and she's got a bit of a, a pedigree uh, on her side, too. Her damn inkster won this race 12 years ago. Um, she is a lightly race-staying type. She was dominant winning her maiden at Werribee. At the back end of last year, she's come back. Her, two, her first up run was good over the mile, and then she stayed at a mile at Sandown, was buried away along the inside. That was behind a fair to remember. And uh, Trent Bussard and Natalie Young's good filly as well. And then she went to 2100 at Sandown last start and was very good, sneaking through late and, and, and just getting nailed there by the older mare, Clementina. Um, happy to, um, to play her at 20 to 1. I think she's got a bit of upside about her to beat. Number four, Sacramento who, as mentioned, comes through the ATC derby, where he ran pretty well. Prior to that, he was runner-up against a, a tough older horse there at, at Warwick Farm. So I think he can certainly run well. Three-coin collector coming through the, the other key form reference, the Galilee final at Caulfield. Just know Danny O'Brien trained horses uh, can really grow a leg when they race on their home track at Flemington, and he's yet to race there. So I'm expecting some improvement from him. He might be able to turn the tables on the winner of that race, Royal Crown where I'll throw in for fourth. But 12 on top for me from 4, 3 and 2. Yeah, I'm with Sacramento. Um, expected a bigger price in that ATC derby and was beaten eight and a half lengths, but has run okay and beat most of the field home. Form prior, I think, reads well for this. Uh, not far off the Matty Smith train Corncrake. I think that stable of a bit of an opinion of that horse as a stayer. Um, and form around in the, the early races as well has since, since stood up. So four on top, Sacramento. I'm um, drawn well and obviously will... Press forward. The one chains of honour 
Um, talented type who won three of his first four. Um, he's, he's been tackling the tougher races this time in. Not much has gone right back into this grade. Um, yeah, but much better suited, of course. The one, the one. Uh, so the two Royal Crown had the race won a long way from out last time. I don't think I think the rise and trip won't hurt him. And the five in next Epsom days, I think, um, at, at a longer price. Four, two, one, and five. <clears throat> I'm with Sacramento as well. And then I've got that trifecta from the Galilee Series final. But I just thought the Philly BLX might be the one to turn the tables from Royal Crown and Coin Collector. My numbers four, eleven, two, and 3. We appear to have lost Joel. I hope uh, we might be able to get him back shortly. Um, but uh, mind you, we've, uh, he has uh, he's taken care of Sydney and Melbourne, which I guess is the main thing. Um, Daniel, my best at Flemington on Saturday, it will not surprise listeners to hear, is number one in race seven, and that is the inevitable, the Tasmanian Galloper, dropping back from the new market. A bit surprised he was stepped out over 1,200 first up. Back to 1,000 here is a winner. Uh, only try is track and trip. Uh, uh, back in August last year. Admittedly, that was on a heavy track. Doesn't need a heavy track, though. Great record on good uh, five wins and seven starts. Also undefeated uh, second up. Now with Patrick Payne, of course, uh, and my value bet earlier on the program uh, is a race three, number 12 fundraiser. So what else did you like at Flemington? Yeah, covered the value, although I don't think it's much of a pricing. It's at $6, but I guess it um, warrants an each-way bet. Sacramento in the St. Ledger, race six, four, and the best earlier in the day, I think Navishash is a ripping mare for the Danny O'Brien stable. Of course, he's got a big um, weekend at Flemington, Van de Clare and Russian Camelot. But I think he can get a winner early in the day with Navisha. She was far too good for them at Sandown Lakeside. Philly's a mare race. She steps up to another Philly's a mare's race here. Benchmark 84. Um, and I think she can just be too classy again, drawn to get a lovely run. Um, third up last preparation, she was second in a Cranman Cup to Dr. Drill. Um, I think she shows her best um, and she's sort of starting to hit form now, holds that form, hard to beat. Race two, number three, Nivisha, my best. Well, uh, Joel's back. I really should uh, trust the technology, shouldn't I, and uh, not start panicking and just... Act as if really <laughs> I, Joel, I, am, back. I <laughs> am back, yeah. Uh, yeah, a pesky phone call has uh, cut us off midway there, but I am back and I think I'm back to give my best in value for Flemington. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, my best is Lamu, race two, number seven. A newcomer, an import to the Archie Alexander Yard, who was very good first up at Sandown. Hit the line hard from well back there. Uh, step up in distance suits. Similar connections brought a horse out to, to Archie last year. Uh, the name just escapes me, but she, I think, only had three or four starts. Ended up winning a stakes race in Adelaide and went straight to stud. Similar sort of profile, this girl. So I think she's got a bit of a future. So happy to make Lamu my best. And my value race eight, number nine, Hangman, who was very good first up and worth noting second up in a similar race last prep, ran really well, didn't have a lot of luck, was sort of tightened late, was right in the finish, finished fourth, arguably should have finished in the placings. He'll do no work from a soft draw. It's a tough race, that last race, but I like Hangman each way, race eight, number nine. In Adelaide, they are racing mainly on the parks track, but there's a couple of races on the main track at Morfordville, it's uh, the last Saturday before the Adelaide Festival of Racing kicks off with a dual Group 1 program next week. Well, Daniel, we kick off on Saturday on the main track 
Race one, the M&J Chickens Breeders' Stakes, a group three for two-year-olds over 1,200 metres. Yeah, great betting card, I think, at Morpherville. Um, plenty of value around, um, obviously, with the festival heating up. Uh, the field's much bigger. Yeah, plenty of value around. Um, in the first race, I'm with the one girl from the Godolphin Stable. I think just on the exposed form, um, just as the better exposed form to his rivals. He was second to that smart horse from the Hawk Stable, Doubtland, and the Kindergarten Stakes. Um, this is much easier than what he saw that day. Um, so on top, the one girl in for second, I have the six charm school. Good winner on Zabu. Uh, format of that race has since, since looks pretty good. The two in next crown mint, the last start Sandan winner. Um, of the way finish off there. He's only got improvement to come and in for fourth, the five ecumenical one, six, two and five. Race five at Morfordville on Saturday is the HC Nitschke Stakes. This is a listed event over 1,400 metres for three-year-olds, set weights and penalties. And here, Daniel, we uh, find your best on the program. Pretty keen on Exolita, the exceeded Excel filly, third up here. Um, she is already stakes place. She th finished third in the uh, Twilight Glow at Sandown um, last preparation in the spring, um, beating some good horses there. Um, so it was a yeah, 1300 meter winner at Sandown Lakeside last start. She was just too good for them there. She sort of leveled up the 200 meters, put them away and then sort of was running away from them on the line. Um, probably a better win than the one length margin would suggest. Um, up to the 400 meters, I think will only help her. I'm pretty keen on her. Um, race five, number three, Exolita in for seconds. Uh, the seven is Charlize, another last start Sandown winner. Um, lovely run throughout. Johnny Allen gave her a peach for a ride. Um, she's also a horse that's shown potential. She had former end microphone earlier on in her career. Um, and you know, she's never, she's never really been far away in any of her six starts. Um, she can certainly, she's certainly the main challenge to the, uh, to the, to my top pick. Night Express, very good last start winner on this track. Um, and the nine in for fourth, Wild Vixen. Um, street icon form looks pretty good now. Three, a special, seven, eight, nine. Across to race eight at Morfordville Parks on Saturday. Holdfast Insurance, City of Adelaide, handicap, uh, quality, listed event over 1,400 metres. And this one's pretty tough. I'm going to go the class runner in Haunted. Um, I thought those two runs uh, this time in were very good. Of course, we referenced that Hot Hariva Stakes earlier in the um, in the show. Uh, he's only a one length of diamond effort there. That horse has since franked the form as, a, as, a, as have a few of the horses in that race. Uh, sticky little draw here. Um, but I think on class, it'll take him a long way in this. So the one on top, Haunted, the two, Vinland, and although we'll have to carry the 61 kilos, second up here, um, does have a good second up record and a very good record at this distance. Uh, the three, Waging War, first up. Um, anyway, the class runners in this in this race, um, got Waging War's first up, but can, can run a race fresh. And the fourth, one to throw at bigger odds, uh, was keen on last her last week, but she was scratched. Eugene's pick. Drawn wide here, barrier 15, but she'll get back anyway and um, and run on. She's worth throwing into wider exotics. One, two, three, and 14. And possibly the highlight we saved till last at Morfordville Parks on Saturday. Race nine, Furthy Chairman's Stakes. This is also on the main track. It's over 20, 35 metres this year. Group three for the three-year-olds. at set weights and uh, Dallas and... Impressive last time, expected to go on with the job, but uh, there's a few uh, there's a few in here, including, of course, the Victoria Derby winner, Warning, um, that uh, will test Dallas Absolutely. Um, deserved favourite, no doubt, Dallas on the back of that uh, 
a win in the Port Adelaide Guineas. But yeah, there's a couple of horses here can certainly make a case for as well. And with yeah, with Dallasan, of course, the riders were chopping and changing. Uh, Liam McDonald was chopping and changing riders during his uh, prep in the autumn in Melbourne, but. Jason Holder seemed to found the key to him. Um, he, he won very well there, perfectly handled. Um, I think he goes right on with the job up to 2,000 metres. A distance he hasn't seen, but um, gives the impression he'll, he'll, um, he'll run it out. So the two on top, the one in next morning, of course, the Derby winner from last spring, um, been tackling Group 1 races in Sydney. And look, running okay without really threatening. Um, this is a much easier task to what he's been seeing there. Um, in for fourth, sorry, in for third. 11, rock steady. I think one over the odds. Um, Alvin Maiden winner up to this trip last start, but I thought these runs uh, prior to that were better than the form guide read. I think he's promising. And the six, Taradin, another promising type. So that's a contend for a wide, with that wide draw. 2, 1, 11, and 6. Your best, Daniel, was race 5, number 3, Exolita. Talk us through your value selection, race 7, number 10, C. Yeah, Bay. I thought just first up, um, covered plenty of ground there. I think it's a little bit of a forgive run. Over a, a distance, probably a bit short of her best. Um, look, her record isn't the greatest. 34 starts, only the four wins. Um, but I think she's a mare with, with a bit of talent. I think second up, she's got a good second up record and she's crying out for this longer trip here um, up to the 1,400 metres. Um, I think on her day, she'd, she'd close to winning this and I think she's just at a worse, at, um, worth a bet each way. Seababe drawn well. So race seven, number 10, Seababe, my value in Adelaide. Joel, what have you got to tell us about the Morphic Bull uh, meeting? My best was probably race six, number two, Equal Love. Has a bit of weight, but she's a very gutsy, sprinting mare. I thought she was very good second up. thought she'd be hard to beat. Maybe something on Mabel Josephine, race seven, number 11, each way. Uh, her form tapered off a little bit last prep, but she's always showed talent, and both her runs this time in have been good. Three kilo claim sees her get in with 53 and a half, so you could certainly see her running well. I don't mind a couple of the mares in that listed race, race eight. I thought Aristocratic Miss could bob up fresh. She doesn't win out of turn, but she's never too far away first up. And uh, the one Daniel touched on, Eugene's pick, I could certainly work her into some multiples as well. She's just going to need a bit of luck from that draw. But that's uh, that's my thoughts for Morfittville. In Queensland on Saturday, the Metro Racing is on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, no sign of uh, any black type up there just yet. I suppose uh, the prize money situation is uh, still uh, being uh, sorted out. But uh, still, good fields as usual uh, for a Saturday at the Sunshine Coast, Daniel, and should be a bit of value. And speaking of value, your value bet comes up in the fifth. It is number four, Alpine Yeah, Pesa. partly due to the fact there is a $1.90 favourite in the field in profit who... Well, she's becoming costly profit, um, willing to take a sit on a go. She wouldn't shock if she won, no doubt. Um, but just a form of late, whilst good, is um, so he has been pretty costly. So willing to look elsewhere in the field. And what I've come up, come up with is Alpine's answer. Two runs back from a spell have been okay. I mean, over trips short of his best, but up to the 600 metres, his pet trip, uh, I think he's ready to fire. I thought his last up run uh, was okay for a second up run. Third up, he's uh, run well in the past, and I thought $23 um, uh, for a horse that does like the 600 metres so much, I think that was a stupid price. So Alpine Dancer, the value, race five, number four. The best comes up in the very next race. Um, race six, number three, Ballistic Boy. Um, 1,600 metres, uh, another who wants a 600 metres. His last run up this trip, he was fourth in a Bondi Stakes behind Kubrick. Um, he's already won this time in over a shorter trip, but I think up to the 
up to the mile. He'll be too classy for these and getting a pretty good price, three ninety. Um, pretty happy to take that. Race six, number three, Ballistic Boy, the best at the Sunny Coast. They are racing at Ascot in Perth as usual on Saturday. There is a listed race for the Phillies and Mares over 1,400 metres. It's race five, the Sheila Gwynn Classic. There is an odds-on favourite for uh, Peter's Investments and Willie Pike. And no surprise, BJ is tipping that one. That's race five, number three, Angelic Ruler. BJ's best race nine, number one, Dig Deep. And his value bet race seven, number two, Rivalry galore. That wraps up a big Anzac day of racing around Australia. Leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already or indeed get online. Now available online as we speak. Uh, you can either go to winningpost.com.au and click on the link or you can go to issue.com. That's I-S-S-U-U to be more specific, .com. Uh, and search for Winning Post there. It's all online, five bucks, all your uh, favourite features, plus, in fact, a couple of extra form guides in the online version. So uh, do make sure you check that out. Finally, our best $20 bet for the weekend, Joel. Uh, I will make it Bangkok, Rose Hill, race four, number six. Uh, sunny, yep, Sunny Coast, Daniel? race six, number three, Ballistic Boy, uh, 20 at the 390. And Flemington, for me, race seven, number one, the inevitable. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.